So before we actually go on and get to the podcast, I have a little bit of background information for you. This is Future Bob. I just finished editing the podcast. I think it came out great. Carrie and Catherine were amazing guests and incredibly gracious. Um, It's been a long week. I am a little bit exhausted. So there are times when my ADHD kicked in. And uh, I ended up steamrolling or there was audio dropout and I didn't hear somebody, mostly Catherine. Catherine deserves an award. Uh, Zoom apparently did not like her feed. So a lot of the time she was talking, I didn't know. There's a couple of times where Carrie and I straight up ignored her. And it's just that we didn't hear her. So what you're hearing is the end of the week. Bob's tired and Zoom didn't cooperate. So because we're a game show and also because I like to be honest, what we're going to do is play a little game. You and I, the listener base and me. I was exhausted. So for every time you hear me miss a word, mispronounce a word, use the wrong word, ramble off into obscurity, create new syntax, develop new grammar, or generally start talking in twin speak to a twin I don't have, I will give you a thousand points. You can play along at home. There's no prizes other than your own pride. And at the end of the podcast, tally up your score and uh, send us a message. Let us know what you scored in the game now called Bob is obviously tired. We're about to get right back into the podcast. Again, this is Future Bob. I've already heard it, and uh, I can't wait to see Carrie and Catherine live in Windows 95 relaunch. So, without further ado, here we go. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. I'm Bob LeBlanc. I'm your headmaster. We're back with our Port Fringe special. And we have, we being me, um, because I'm the only one from the uh, school on tonight, um, we have our showmates from Windows 95 Relaunch, Carrie Anderson and Catherine Buxton. And we're going to talk about Windows 95 Relaunch, Port Fringe, Maybe computers, whatever pops up. Maybe we'll do a little technically correct after. Uh, so, to start off, welcome. How are you? Um, we're fun. That was some good, uh, good like kind of corporate dance. Thank you. Yeah. That was yeah, um, that was Think Fish Tank. Okay. Uh, we had Fish Think Fish Tank do all of our theme songs. And um, what's brilliant about him is that for our Teacher's Lounge podcast, for the theme song, he took uh, audio files from the show itself and used the sound of us improvising to create the music. Um, So from our friend Molly doing (laughs) fingernail clicks, just, you know, passing the time between scenes, anything like that, I I isolated to send to him. Um, And it's it's gone into the themes. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love it. That's really uh, cool. So, yeah. Port Fringe, it's coming up very soon. Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks. We're ready. You're ready? <laughs> I know you're ready. Uh, yeah. So, tell me about Windows 95 relaunch. 
Windows 95 relaunch. Um, so this project started um, like a few hours before applications were due for the mm-hmm. Corcoran lottery. Um, Catherine and I were texting and I was like, you know what? I like keep like thinking about the Windows 95 launch footage. Uh, yep. And I was like, I think I need to do something with it. Like maybe a 20 minute, like 20 minute show would be a perfect way to try something yeah. out. Uh, Catherine and I worked together on a project called Storage, um, which was a huge part of our lives that got cut short um, at the beginning of the pandemics. And this mm-hmm. is the first kind of like real sort of project I'm working on since then. And so I'm delighted that we're working together and it was just like, okay, you're just going to go for it. going to send in an application about relaunching windows 95 because it's just, yeah, there's like really disturbing video of like Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer and yeah. other tech guys dancing on a stage to start me up by the Rolling Stones and we're taking <laughs> it from there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I remember when he came out, I remember how big it was. I remember, um, I think my roommate at the time called it, and I quote, their nirvana of operating systems. Um, Because it was a complete sea change within the entire industry, right? I mean, it was the first real manifestation of at-home GUI design. I mean, thank God he stole it from Xerox, right? (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. That has been a theme that we are we are exploring. I'm sorry, it's not theft; it's inspiration. (laughs) Um, My dad called it strategy. Strategy, (laughs) yeah. Um, We had a term; it was like expand, uh, extract, extinguish. Is what he said. Really, strategy was for your your um, dad's last name. Wouldn't be Putin, would it? I mean, I'm. I mean, my dad wasn't saying it was his personal Okay, just strategy. checking, because I'm, I'm fairly certain that's Russia's strategizing with Ukraine right now. Um, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's really similar because it, it was a corporate mm-hmm. takeover. It was a uh, theft of, um, of intellectual material, but it was kind of done in a way where they couldn't do anything really about it. I think you're you're definitely hitting on some of the like interesting geopolitical themes uh, yeah. that I think you know carry at least we kind of started this as a sort of like whimsical look how strange this is yeah. kind of exploration and and it has veered into this conversation yeah. about expansion and extraction. Now, how much really do you think quickly. the year that it re- it was released had to do with a lot of that though? Right. I mean, 95, you're talking, what, six years after the fall, ostensibly after the fall of communism. We're still trying to figure out where we were politically as a country. It was the big shift Um, around that time period. You also had all the major laws that affect us now come into play. I mean, um, something as simple as medical ads on TV didn't exist before then. I mean, that's when they became new. Um, outlaw of smoking in public places. In Maine, that was huge. Yeah. Right? I mean, so you're talking about pre-internet cafe. It was nascent internet in and of itself. Domains still cost hundreds and hundreds of do- It's not like today where if you have an idea for a website, you can go buy 20 domains for 30 bucks. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's You had to register through ICANN. 
and yeah. it was still i mean i think my first url i ended up paying i think like 500 or something for it wow. and I, I just renewed 10 of them last month for like 40 bucks it's you interesting know? yeah the way that things depreciate or yeah but, i mean it was it was a big transition 95 was a right in the middle of this huge transitional period in at least the united states mm -hmm. so and i'm wondering how much that kind of fell into the zeitgeist of the country at the time period yeah it's interesting i just watched i um convinced that I've watched every video on YouTube about <laughs> um, you want to talk about hyper focus uh, and it's interesting I just watched an interesting video of you know some tech pundit I'll call them kind yeah. of explore the same idea of like how much is innovation that take you know is taken up by broad society so things like Windows 95 things like the iPhone how much yeah. is it the brilliance of the technology versus how much is it timing? How'd you go about in, I mean, you've obviously done a ton of research, right? Yeah. And yeah. I did a whole bunch of what ifs there. So I have no idea if any of that's actually accurate. I was just kind of curious out loud. I don't have any of those answers. <laughs> well, I mean, I think some of these questions are so huge. Like, uh it would you know it's like a dissertation um like the yeah. connections between windows 95 and like uh the political like landscape in the u.s and the world at that time too i guess what just seems striking to me too is like who like was who was stopping who was stopping bill gates it, was, it kind of yeah. felt like there was nothing there like it was just like this unbridled um I, like like um event of like the all of the marketing that went into it and just all of this like yeah it really kind of feels like an expansion <laughs> and yeah um and yeah one thing that i've been thinking about too is you know just like really what is innovation or what yeah. does it mean and what what's the difference between like just innovation or like conquest or taking over something else well um, and is is there a difference really right yeah yeah yeah. And so I don't know. It's so fascinating. Catherine and I talk about like, so this like the, uh, the dilemma of like, wait, what exactly are we going to do for 20 minutes? <laughs> well, you know, like this is a relatively short program. What exactly? Yeah. Are gonna do? And also like, whoa, like this, there's so much here like that. Yeah. That is like, could be a much longer sort of performance or program or just, yeah. Uh, exploration like so that's like what are we going to do with all these things that we've um you know stumbled upon on youtube and yeah. you know so have you done fringe before yes okay good so you know i i haven't i've just worked in it Ooh. like i've just performed in it How so yeah um mm -hmm. one of the things i've learned from people like you from the experts who've done it before is that it's <laughs> I, I I am very big in listening and trusting to your experts, <laughs> right? Um, nobody knows all the answers, uh, especially not me. Um, <laughs> I might sound like I do, but it's just because I have a big booming voice. Um, so one of the things that I've learned from talking to people like Hal and from Eric is that there's a lot of fringe shows that go on into full, full length where mm -hmm. it starts small and it's almost like a uh, 
it's almost like the performance equivalent of a reading where you just get your friends together to see how, how it works um, and then move it out to further. Now, where before we had, what was it, 40 minutes, an hour? Now we have a total of 20. That's not terrifying. Um, <laughs> are, are you planning to take this from um, from our small sample that we have in uh, the, the night of Fringe for three performances and then bring it out bigger and make it a larger program? I honestly haven't even thought that far yet. Um, I personally like my per like. I, I feel like I've done some performances that I've really enjoyed over the years that have also only been about 20 minutes or shorter even. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I should really perform this more often. And then I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah. But I guess for me, I don't know. My I'll, I'm just excited to see how this goes. I feel really nervous because I think with the pandemic too, I'm just like reassessing, like, like wait, am I like, am I going to perform again? Like, is, or like, uh, like, so just trying to, I don't know, just do this and then see, yeah. see what it feels like. So well, I, don't I, know, I don't know what Catherine's thoughts are because well, we haven't talked about that. I, I can tell you from a performance standpoint <laughs> yeah. that it's, I've been performing off and on since 2021, um, since we reopened and there are some nights where it feels like it's back to normal. And there are other nights where it's like, this is the first time we've had everybody in the room because half of you had COVID. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, it's surreal. I, we were talking to Hal um, yesterday. And one of the things we were talking about has, well, one of the things I mentioned, I guess, was how it's weird. This is our new normal. I mean, realistically, maybe we should have been doing this all along, you know, washing our hands, being courteous to people when you're sick, not leaving the house <laughs> when you have a cold, like just basic, simple things that the rest of the world caught on with a lot earlier. Um, yeah, it's frightening. Catherine, how do you feel about getting back? You know, it's funny. I uh, I feel this is the first time I have been back, like creating yeah. something that is mine uh, since the pandemic and with, as Carrie mentioned, we were in this sort of like year long, deep dive, tear your heart out, think about it every day, haunt you for the rest of your life project that stopped with the pandemic. Um, and so it's been interesting to like be in this little like micro sized version of yeah. something like that. And I'm starting to like employ the same tools that we, or I'm like, I can see where this could be a whole series. I'm like, I'm like in too deep again, but this time it's like <laughs> Bill Gates. Yeah, that's <laughs> not always a bad thing. Too friendly. Though. Right. And so it, that's been really, I mean, it's just as like a reminder of, of what a like great thought partner yeah. Harry is um, and how like fun it is, you know, to sort of focus on process and not product. Yeah. Um, and just kind of get back into that creative space. And so like, I've been really missing that. And this has been, you know, a really neat opportunity. And yeah, I have to remember that we have to actually put something. <laughs> well, I mean, remember, the audience doesn't know the show. 
So no. they don't know what was missed or cut or added at the last minute. As long as it seems like it was supposed to happen, it's right. It's gonna That's happen. my performing mantra. <laughs> yeah. Join us when we return with Carrie Anderson and Catherine Buxton from Windows 95 Relaunch. And we get to see how tired Bob will eventually be right here on Balderdash Academy. Port Fringe presents The Adventures of Aphrodite Prime and the Invaders from Venus 12. A live radio extravaganza bringing the wonders of the future right here to 1933. Relive the adventures of the past at Port Fringe with Balderdash Academies, Aphrodite Prime, and the Invaders from Venus 12. A radio play from Balderdash Academy's on-the-air live comedy radio show. Let us paint the scenes in your mind and see the world through the eyes of your ears. For more information, visit portfringe.com. We'll see you on the air. Welcome back. We're speaking with Carrie Anderson and Catherine Buxton from Windows 95 Relaunch. They will be performing with us at Balderdash Academy as we present Aphrodite Prime and the Invaders from Venus 12. And it's complicated the musical from Linco Media. That process, though, the process of your creation, the uh, what I find is collaborating is brilliant because... Perfect collaboration exists. And that's when, when you're done with a project, you look back and you can't remember who did what. You can't remember who pushed what or made what decision, where you look at the whole as the ensemble. And it's that ensemble creation within collaboration that I I, I crave. You know, I'm an improviser, so we always lift each other up. We always try to make the other person look better than ourselves. And knowing they're doing the same for you, it's that creation in a safe environment. So what processes do you have to to create? To I mean, obviously, we've done a lot of research, ideation, tons of what ifs, which are invaluable. Um, I just did a writing project with a brilliant, brilliant novelist, um, Morgan Sylvia, and she had a document of what um, ifs. It's something that I started doing myself. So what, what is your process? What is your what ifs that make them come to light and, and, and bring it to fruition? Um, sharing links. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say our email thread is like our, unhinged. Our email thread. Um, yeah. So this feels very like what feels so good um, working with Catherine is this. It's just fun to like share these ideas and links and like, yeah. Oh my gosh, like read this. And, and just, um, I don't know that there's something just very, I don't know, simply yet purely creative about let's look at this thing together and like, think about it and talk yeah. about it. And like, we're going to have like, are we going to do something with this? Like somehow. And just, um, so 
I mean, our process has been like Windows 90, like joking about <laughs> like that we're doing something about Windows 9, like relaunching. Because also I am not a tech person whatsoever. No. I do remember the spectacle of the launch. Um, and I do remember some commercials being on TV and remember like for, for me, it coincided with like about the timing of like getting a home computer, like our yeah. first like kind of like home computer. Um, but I personally am like not really a tech person. So I think it's funny, like, like, um, this like fake tech launch. Um, but yeah, so sharing links, uh, meeting up and, uh, <laughs> talking and, I think there's just going to uh, like be this uh, uh, really like very interesting honing in. We're at that. Yeah. This point, we're definitely, it's yeah. like, what is going to fit? Fi mm -hmm. and fi you know, finally, what is going to fit in these 20 minutes for this port fringe? And so that is um, pretty exciting. Like that, uh, just like, well, what the, that process is like out of all of these things, why and how did it end up being this? And I think like, yeah. That's where I hope no matter what, maybe we'll get some reflection time, you know, on that too. And um, yeah. It's also been, yeah, it's been a wild experience to be researching and thinking about technological innovation yeah. inside a computer. <laughs> the files are inside yeah. the computer uh, and sort of like collecting the sort of like detritus of computing history um, onto like in my laptop yep. using all the different tools that have been sort of like platformed on top of. So like our little video that like, I couldn't figure out how to use Adobe Premiere and I didn't have <laughs> enough like memory in my computer to like edit the whole thing. I was like, ah, oh, screw it. Gotta go back to iMovie. <laughs> and just sort of the scaling down and like all of the different like yeah. ad hoc technologies and, and this, yeah, this whole, it's been really interesting. Um, this whole process, I am a tech person, um, a tech adjacent person. Tech adjacent, um, yeah. My brain functions inside the windows 95 start menu that's how i organize my thoughts that's how i organize my data your yep. thing you said about macs being difficult to navigate because the file organization isn't there yep. is my everyday struggle i also have a very personal relationship my dad's a computer programmer so i have a yep. very personal relationship to this project in a way that i was like what yeah <laughs> i love windows 95 um <laughs> So it just, yeah, that's been really interesting to sort of like get to share that with Carrie um, and like think about how like integral this stupid operating system is yeah. in think about like the ways in which like all of this nostalgia is sort of like been written onto our lives and and like Carrie and I are, I think, five years apart. Yeah. 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 And so like thinking about as we were talking about these generational divides and yeah. how they get increasingly smaller as you, you know, approach now. And so our experiences of the technology is actually really different. I wasn't cognizant for the launch. I mean, I think technically, so I'm like the oldest millennial. <laughs> You're a geriatric millennial. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, um, I was born in 1982. Mm -hmm. And I think there is, I think it's I'm really might be wrong, but I think that it, like, like for a couple of years there, the early 1980s, the first couple of years in the 1980s sometimes gets referred to as like Gen Y. 
<laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that but makes like, sense. But, but that's like, it's not, it's not even a real generation. Cause it's just like a few years, but it's like just yeah. those years where like I graduated from high school in the class of 2000. So I also was just pretty aware of like marketing stuff from a very young age. Cause yeah. like, I remember at school, like, um, just having these kind of sort of like marketing campaigns that were targeted at my class. Cause we were the class mm. of 2000. Um, yeah. and, <laughs> and, um, so I think that's something that always captured me too, from the first, you know, time I saw windows 95 marketing stuff was just like, what is this? <laughs> like, 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 like to me, like computers were never like, product, you know, like a personal product. It was yeah. like, the dark computer lab in the basement of my, you know, of my school. Um, and, and it wasn't like, it was like, you know, they were very clunky and it was like, I learned, that's where you just, you learned how to type. And there were like a few mm -hmm. programs that we could use on them, but it was mainly like typing. Um, and, but then this was like, somehow this was like a, a pro like, like a personal product in a way. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. Another thing about process, though, that was very unexpected um, working with Catherine on this is, you know, I didn't realize how personal it was going to be for her with her dad's, you know, job. And we've learned that both of our dads are named Jeff and um, a tech person I work with at school who I really appreciate. He's a wonderful colleague. And he just like no questions asked when I was like, would you be like, can I take some promo photos in our tech room at school? And like, could you take the photos like in like five minutes? Like I have to, <laughs> okay. I was like, just, I'm probably going to look weird, do some weird poses. Are, is that okay? And he's like, sure. And, so, <laughs> and his name is Jeff. And so we have, we've been talking with three white males named Jeff all around the same age who talk like, like, just like, what do the Jeffs think about Bill? Like, <laughs> like, Jeff's on Bill. like Jeff's on Bill Gates. And so <laughs> I'd be curious to know, like, like, what is the propagation of Jeff's in IT? Right. Um, in, <laughs> here's my, here's my theory, everyone, because my best friend growing up, Harmony, her dad also named Jeff. He worked at Sun. Yeah. Um, he is from, he's from Taiwan and had to pick a name and he picked Jeff. So this is the, there's a, there's, it's a trend in Spanish, Jeff, El Jefe, the boss. Yeah. This is my theory. <laughs> I have no proof, but I think there's something there in the desire to become king uh, and I, the nerds. <laughs> well, that's that's another shift that really happened since Windows ninety five was launched. Is mm -hmm. you had to be a nerd to know about computers, and now they just call it normal because you have to know about computers, mm -hmm. right? It's no longer that weird eighty stereotype of you know, oh, a computer nerd. Yeah. You know, now it's it. the billionaires. It's the rich. It's the people who are in the know. Yeah. You know? That's something um, my colleague Jeff um, really emphasized when I've asked him, like, what do you think about Bill Gates or what do you think about this launch? You know, the, mm -hmm. remember the Windows 95 launch? And he's like, oh, like, I mean, obviously he did. Like, he's a tech, per <laughs> tech person. Um, 
but he's like that launch made like made it cool you know like they were listening to the rolling stones and like and like who you know like who would have thought the rolling stones could be like connected with you know the computer world that way so yeah, yeah for him that was like uh a very uh impactful i guess um decision or move like uh that microsoft did what you know was to try to like you know make this cool like you know and they tried like they i don't know if you knew this bob but like (laughs) there's over an hour long like educational like i don't know supposed to be like a comedy sort of but video about windows 95 starring jennifer aniston um matthew perry like (laughs) no that sounds familiar but i mean again at that time period it was something that was going on somewhere else right i mean in 95 i was working full-time i was doing art full-time i was in theater i was writing and in most of my experience with computers at that time frame outside of using them for writing and for script writer was as an interface with my SVHS decks for video toaster for video editing. So, which is funny because then I gave it up and at the beginning of the pandemic, I taught myself um, video editing programs because I did what everybody else did and started a game show for reasons. Um, (laughs) So I kind of married myself to my computer for three years. so at that time period, like I, I under, I remember parts of it and I, I remember the impact that 95 had on my friends. But for me, it was just a part of the news cycle, I think. Um, and I don't think I'm anywhere remotely normal that way. Like, I don't think that's the norm. I think I just had a very strange time in that i mean i was in my 20s so it was the last thing i wanted to do was be, be at home with a computer um and i just think people but there are other people in my generation who went on to focus their lives around that so i, I think i'm just an anomaly and it hasn't been the first time <laughs> uh, what are you most looking forward to during fringe Oh, in general. Uh, what? Yeah. Answer it any way you want. It's an opinion piece. There is no right answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have shows you want to see? Is it finally getting back out and and uh, and just getting on stage? I I mean, so much. I'm excited for the community aspect. Like, really yeah. excited for yeah, all of the shows. Want to see all the shows that I can, and just just want to, I don't know, so just create and perform for the sake of creating and performing, not because it needs to like, I don't know, be like really good or like the best piece Mm -hmm. of art, or, you know, like, just like, let's support one another. And let's, let's, um, let's try to, for me too, I think I'll be exploring what it feels like to be on stage again, Mm -hmm. you know, or by stage, I mean, like, you know, and the back of Good Fire Brewing or <laughs> at Port, at Port Fi- um In the yarn store. Yeah, in the yarn store. Which is fun. That's what I like. Like, I don't want to be on, like, I yeah. like. You can't I'm excited. Yeah. So I like that. 
Yeah, a stage is anywhere you can perform. It doesn't exactly, have to be yeah. a platform. Exactly. I also I love that we're performing the relaunch of Windows ninety five at a yarn store because it's like <laughs> the most <laughs> manual, yeah. like t- like touch it with the the tactile yeah. like art form. Yeah, combined it's- with a piece of technology that put everything inside a box. Yeah. So for those who's, uh, who are listening, uh, ticket prices, $15 gets you a ticket to a show. We would prefer that you go with the, I love fringe ticket price, which is $30. Uh, and, um, we get paid more and we like that. Uh, so we also have a, uh, frugal fringer pass, which is a punch card good for one person to attend one performance of each show Uh, does not include late night shows, Um, but it does um, include Hetty and $180 fringe fiend pass. You can avoid the rush. You have your seat uh, reserved seat, one for each show. Uh, seats held until five minutes before showtime. When you come see our shows, remember that there are late night shows. And unlike us who get three performances, late nights only happen once. They're a longer program. They're one and done. So they deserve to have an audience. So if you come to see us, when you come to see us, make sure you pick up a ticket for the late night show. You can find more information at portfringe.com. I had to get that in. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, community in, in Maine in general, I, I've done theater all over. Um, I've done a lot of theater in Boston and I've done improv everywhere. And I always go back to Maine because of the community. You know, in theater, you can have a lot of, I call it, and this is a, this this is a slight to community theater, and I apologize, but there's a very much waiting for Guffman vibe in other places where you have people who their entire life is defined by the roles they get in the amount of lines they have, not by the people they do it with. And in my experience to the general overall theater and performance spaces in Maine, that largely doesn't exist. We're all fans of each other. If somebody puts up a show, you're not trashing it. You're sitting in the audience supporting them. And um, that, to me, made Port Fringe in Maine, which is a community building event to begin with, that much more special. Because you have people who will organize times to go see every show or to have your breakdown after the fact to hear the war stories that happen during the event. Um, and, uh, I mean, you brought up community and, uh, we being all in the same ticket, we've all reached out to each other. We've all talked to each other. We've all figured out what we can do to help each other out. And it's one of the questions I've been asking everybody, because I want to see how that community is building outside of just our ticket. Um, what I'm wondering is, has anybody from other shows reached out to you? either for information or to push or to um, ask for advice or make an offer on advice. In my opinion, you're only as good as your most honest critique. So any information I get from somebody I trust is a gift. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess I feel 
um, I still feel kind of removed from stuff, honestly. Yeah. So like, no. And part of that I think is me too. I've like, I'm in, um, I'm a high school teacher. Uh, we don't have a principal at the moment. It's like, what can I do to get yeah. through the days? Like, like, you like, so this is happening. Our last day of school is the 15th. So it's just this yeah. weird um, juggle of like. You said high um, school teacher, that alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, teaching in the worst, most difficult possible time in modern American history during what isn't the end of a pandemic, but people think it is <laughs> and having this open on closing day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I get it. <laughs> yeah. So I feel that I um, and I think that's too where I think initially when well, I think that's just where it's like it's like the actual event for me, yeah. I think will be the biggest like um, I don't know, reintroduction and new beginnings or just like, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, that. I'm just so excited for that actual aspect of it, because yeah. as far as um, I think I've just been so tapped out or just haven't had the time. Um, and I think that's why White, like I'm so thankful to work with Catherine because we've worked together before yeah. too. I was really nervous that I wouldn't be a good collaborator at this at this point in time because of how stressful school has been. And I think when I initially conceived of the idea of the Windows 95 relaunch, I was like, oh, what if we could get a bunch of people up there, like all like a lots of um people like to, you know, some sort of reenactment, like warping of the dance scene at the launch party, which we will show. But I was like, I can't, I, I don't think I can handle that. I'm worried I, I you know, wouldn't be the best co-performer or co-collaborator mm -hmm. with that. Um, just because of like, I can't, how can I keep up with everything? So yeah. I think, you know, having this be pretty small and um, just doing what I can with this and then just yeah, showing up and being there, I think is going to be yeah. huge. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is happening. And look at all these beautiful, amazing, creative people. And just very excited to, um, to be there for that week. And I, I think that that's going to be um, really big change from how yeah. I've been spending my time <laughs> um, too for a couple of years now. So. so Fringe has always been the high school one act competition for adults. <laughs> You know, I mean, if, you, if you've had any theater in Maine or really, I guess it's United States does the one act. I, I'm, I'm a Bonnie Eagle grad. So for me, it's, you know, Bonnie Eagle in the 90s was all about theater <laughs> and and wrestling. And we were usually I was a wrestler and a, an actor. So it, it was a weird combination. But um, just that rush of very limited time to set up, very limited time to take down. You have a window that you have to have it it happen in is the closest we can come to theater sports without doing improv. <laughs> <laughs> and that part is, is something that I, I really surprisingly enjoyed the last time. The first time I did fringe was 2019. Um, I was in Hal Cohen's play and I was in Seth Berner's play. We were all part of the same show. We just did four, 10 minutes. And, um, the rehearsal for the lines wasn't as intense as set up and strike and <laughs> like stopwatch rush and stopwatch rush. But my question is when it comes to that tech portion, 
what plans because i i know what mine is because i'm doing a tech show too what plans do you have when nothing works <laughs> when there's a blackout on site you know, that's a really great question. Um, I fully expect that I'm just going to, at one of the shows, just put my laptop in the middle of the stage and I'll be like, this is part of it and we will dance around it. And I think that that's okay. That, no, that's perfect. In fact, that's <laughs> I don't know probably has a, a different contingency that's the plan. most fringe thing that can happen. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a great contingency plan. I think um, I, I, I've done some improvisational dance, um, yep. and so that would definitely be what I would lean on um, for that. And we'll lean yeah. on already, you know, in, in this performance. We're on with Carrie Anderson and Catherine Buxton of Windows 95 Relaunch, and we'll be right back. Dashers, this is your headmaster reminding you that we are now booking live Balderdash Academy. If you want improv comedy, custom game show experiences, team building, and more, you can find us online at balderdashacademy.com. And don't forget to pick up Balderdash Academy merchandise in our school store while you're there. Balderdash Academy. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy. We're on with Carrie Anderson and Catherine Buxton of Windows 95 Relaunch. So, would you like to play a game? Yeah. All right. So, how well do you know movies? Um, I would say, like, not well. I don't know. I just feel like I'm not good at remembering. I like movies, but do I know them well? No. Okay. <laughs> I so, tell people that I have never seen a movie. Okay. All right. So this might be interesting. One of the shows, one of the games that we do on the show is called Technically Correct. And in it, I read a description of a movie that is technically correct. And our faculty has to return an answer as to what that movie is as fast as possible. Some are obvious. Some, what they are, is hidden within the description of a movie. So if I was to say it's a movie about a man who tries to return a birthday present from his uncle, it's obviously about Lord of the Rings. Oh, whoa. <laughs> or how about this? An elderly man gets high while accidentally kidnapping a child and fleeing to South America. It's up. It's up. I did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes it's not. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read you four of them and we'll see where we go. All right. So question number one, a creature teaches a child magic so he can defeat his father. Creature teaches a child magic. Oh, Star Wars. Which one? Is it uh, the, the one where Yoda's in it? Empire Strikes Back. That's right. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Carrie. Okay. Yep. A paranoid billionaire acts in fear of an immigrant. Windows 95 launch party. Yeah. Windows 95 launch. <laughs> I was like. No, I can give you a hint. Um, the immigrant in question was modeled after Moses. Um, I really don't know. Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Justice. Let's get to one that 
A movie studio hires a private eye to help their leading man and uncovers corruption in the legal system. Um, I think like I this is how bad I am. I was like, okay, movie, movie studio is like who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? I I. I I did it. I did it. I, did it. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> and we'll do one. We'll do the last one from. We'll do the last two from 1995. So these are 1995 Ooh. movies. Oh, this is good. The buck <laughs> stops with a woman trying to prevent a corporation's hostile takeover. Karen Brockovich. Very good. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. wrong. It's actually Tank Girl. Oh, oh Tank Girl. <laughs> you know what? I just looked up Tank Girl because um, you know, I think Lori Petty is in that. And I, re I think Lori Petty is in it. Lori Petty like, is Tank and I Girl. I like Lori Petty. Yeah. Oh, you, you have to see Station Eleven. I have. That's what I think. Cause yeah. I, she was brilliant in Station Eleven. I, did, I really like Station Eleven, and yeah, yeah, I liked her performance, and so that's how I ended up. I'd never heard of Tank Girl before, but I was like, "What is this?" All right, <laughs> girl, is tank she a girl. girl who's a tank? No, it's a, a post-apocalyptic. So you got to remember, 1995, right? So yeah. everything was either extreme or post-apocalyptic. I mean, right? Have we most of us <laughs> at the time period. So most of people, at least in my generation, never expected to live. Like the only promises we ever got was you will die in a nuclear annihilation, but we will either be uh, get to wear cool chainmail armor made out of like license plates or be a mutant. So either way, it was cool as a kid in the 80s. Um, so in Tank Girl, when Tank Girl came around, everything at that time period was post-apocalyptic. Post so she's a post-apocalyptic punk. Um, and uh, she is an icon for a reason. It's, okay. uh, it's a pretty well-written book. The last one from 1995. A boy sees himself have a very bad day. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is the 80s, right? Ferris Bueller's Day Off was 10 <laughs> years earlier. I'm sorry. I was five. That's no, okay. I, I was like, my reference is Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sensing some like out of body. He's looking, he's watching himself from a different Twister. perspective. Twister. <laughs> I do think Twister was around 1995, maybe like 94 or something. That might have been too, was that too, uh, too much of an, I was 13 in 95. Was that too adult for a 13? It might have been. It might have been. I was a uh, latchkey 80s kid, so too adult was when my parents were home. Mm. Otherwise, we I'm pretty sure I saw Poltergeist when I was like four. I was older. I was probably like seven. Yeah. I definitely secretly watched my parents watching shows. <laughs> like when they thought I was in bed. Yeah. <laughs> So is there anything, yeah. any takeaways that, or not takeaways, is there anything that you want us to know about Windows 95 relaunch other than go see it? Because I hope we all go see it. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I'm glad that it's actually part of my ticket. We are glad you're part of our ticket too. This is a very fun part of the sport, fort, 
support fringe to be on the on the ticket together like this yeah i love um, it yeah i don't know i guess um i don't know if you if you know you want to come maybe spend some time thinking like wait what did what do what did windows 95 mean to me if you were alive and remember it from then and if not like wait why was this a big like you don't like wait this was a big deal i don't know i'm curious too like I yeah. should ask some of my students, like what, um, what's was Windows like? What does it mean to you? <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I wasn't born. <laughs> like, well, a lot of it is. I mean, it changed the face of computing. Right. Yeah. I mean, it. It. I mean, we're still using a version of the operating system today. The interface is slightly different. Yeah. Bob, do you think it changed? Do you think it changed the world? Do you think Windows 95 changed the world? I don't know. It's not as obvious as some other questions. Uh, well, like personal computers. It made personal computers more easily accessible because it eliminated the language. Um, it, it eliminated syntax from the computing experience. You know, so yeah. It at least changed our access to information for good or bad. Mm -hmm. And it came at the exact right time to do it because there's a chance the internet might not have taken off without it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, considering the internet existed, what it was October of 1957 is when Eisenhower put the order for the internet to be created. 1969 is when the four nodes were connected and then it became a DARPA net. And then from DARPA net, it became really just a school chat bot. I remember sitting in college having email, not knowing who the hell's going to use email. <laughs> doesn't make any sense when there's why we use this when there are phones. Um, it, it made access to that network easier. I mean, that GUI made it easier to, to connect. So, yeah. Yeah. And seeing the fallout from what an, uninformed population makes of the internet today it makes me wonder if it was actually a good change that happened <laughs> like i'm not sure if it was yeah i don't know and that's a long story that's a long story short on my part a long answer i guess what hearing you talk about um this like computer history attack also i guess something to know for coming to Windows 95 is that I probably know less about Windows 95 than a lot of people or most people maybe in that room. So that like, mm -hmm. this is like, yeah, I, I, which kind of excites me a little bit. Like, yeah, I'm relaunching this. <laughs> and, and <laughs> like, and not so it's like, it's like, like, um, it's not about the tech. It's about the tech and not, about but that is the most big tech thing you could do it might ruin the project if you knew more <laughs> i'm really looking forward to it i um i mean i never even considered windows 95 being as big a game changer as it was until tonight until we talked about it you know there you go i'm excited to see what happens and to see the show Windows 95 relaunch. Uh, they are performing with It's Complicated the Musical and some weird radio show set in 1933. Um, 
you know what Balderdash Academy is. <laughs> you wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't. So uh, to see our shows, you have one ticket for three acts. It's going to be a great night. $15 base price, $30 for the I Love Fringe price. Consider it a tip or paying us a living wage. Uh, then you have single show passes work on a sliding scale. More information on that you can find online at poorfringe.com. $75 frugal fringer pass, which is a punch card good for one person to attend one performance of each of the short format events, um, plus Hetty. And uh, if it's a show about Hetty Lamar, since we're on the tech thing, you want to talk about a person who changed the world. Hetty Lamar invented the technology that helped bring about our modern day. And I have she, a poster of her in my classroom. I, I, she <laughs> was a joke because of her gender and she changed the world. And that's horrible. The fact that we're finally getting around to acknowledging it, uh, the impact that she made is huge. She helped us win World War II, for goodness sake. Um, what did she invent? Frequency hopping. Which um, we use, so the basis of our modern technology of Web 2.0 on is frequency hopping based. We got to do a double she's, feature. She's the mother of Wi-Fi. She's the mother of cell technology. She, And if you look up how she did it, you can see the napkin that she designed it on. Hedy Lamar. Um. I'm excited. Dismissed because she was a pretty face. She is the mother of our modern world. I'm really curious. Yeah. Uh, you can also get the Fringe Fiend Pass because remember prices? This is a song about prices. Uh, that's $180. You can avoid the rush. All access pass with reserved seats to all Port Fringe 22 shows, late night shows included with the Fringe Fiend Pass. I know many of you have not gone to shows in the last, I'm going to take a guess and say three years. So consider this an easy way to catch up financially with where you should be prior to the pandemic theatrically. Windows 95 relaunch. Carrie, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on. Um, thanks for talking about the show. Any help you need the night of the event, we have your back. Doesn't matter what it is. Uh, thank if you need you. us to lift a clipboard and move it across a room for you, we'll do it. I mean, we, we're there to help you. Um, for uh, people listening, this is a unique treat for you to be able to see three distinctly unique shows for $15, all under the same ticket. Um, Port Fringe is an amazing community, and the shows are scheduled so that you can actually see all of them. Um, there are only seven shows, each playing three nights, so you have your opportunities. Uh, the shows are running in uh, multiple locations. We are running two nights in Good Fire Brewing, one night in Port Fiber. So you can come on, watch a show, get your yarn on. And uh, it's been a blast. Thank you so much. Stay safe, guys. I'll talk to you later.